0: You're listening to the Abiding Word podcast, and I'm Pastor Sam Johnson from Abiding Word Lutheran Church in Bowling Green, Ohio. We're a confessional Lutheran church, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Join us every week and learn about the mysteries of God as revealed to us in his holy word, the Bible. Our sermon text is written in Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with the first verse. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for the land that was in anguish. In former times, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the latter time he will cause it to be glorious along the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in the Galilee of the Gentiles. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you like the joy at harvest time, like the celebration when people divide the plunder. For you have shattered the yoke that burdened them. You have broken the bar on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. As you did in the day of Midian. And we pray. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Have you ever heard the saying, it has to get worse before it gets better? It applies to our reading quite well. We see that there is gloom and darkness before light humiliation, and then exaltation. Despair before joy, death before life, defeat before victory. There's an important reason for this. God wants us to know that he works differently than we do. Things can appear hopeless. The future can look bleak. And yet, that doesn't stop God when there's nothing left that we can do, God does the impossible. He turns despair into joy, death into life, humiliation into exaltation, darkness into light, a small remnant into a multitude. God wants us to trust in him, even in dark and difficult times. This requires abandoning what we see and think, and instead depending on him. This morning in our sermon text, we learn that in apparent defeat, God accomplishes salvation. There was no hope for the land of Galilee, and in a similar way, there was also no hope for us. But Jesus turns our defeat into victory And in his deliverance, we rejoice. In the Old Testament, the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali were under frequent invasion. Unbelieving Gentiles infiltrated their lands. Zebulun and Naphtali were also in the northern kingdom, which was more unfaithful to the Lord than the southern kingdom. They departed from God's word of truth and embraced spiritual darkness. And so, God brought humiliation. Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, took much of Naphtali and exiled her to Assyria. These lands of Israel were battered and bruised. Just a small remnant of the people were left. A foreboding death shadow lurked overhead. There was no hope, just anguish and despair. In many ways, we're like these lands of Zebulun and Naphtali. They had enemies, and we do too. Our enemies are the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. Instead of attacking our land, they attack our souls. They do everything they can to tear us away from Jesus. The world distracts us from church with fleeting pleasures, money, and joys. Along with the world is our sinful nature. From within, every single one of us, horrible thoughts arise. We do terrible things. We say hurtful words. There's no end to our sin. It just keeps coming. And if that wasn't enough, we also have the devil. When you sin, he tries to cast doubt. He comes and whispers into your ear, how could he do that? You are not worthy of Christ's forgiveness. And when we think we're doing okay as a Christian, the devil tries to fill you with pride. He whispers You are so much better than other people. You're special. In fact, you're so perfect that you don't need Jesus. Our enemies attack us from every side. They are too strong. Defeat stares us in the face. There's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Spiritual darkness and even death fills our hearts. In Ephesians chapter 2, we hear, You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Just like the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, we are a people walking around in the shadow of death. God wants us to see our situation. He also wants you to understand that you're not strong enough. Repent of your sins. Despair. Despair of your own ability to fight against your enemies. Only God can win our spiritual battle. Salvation is only of the Lord. And it is only after we realize our defeat that he gives us his victory. He alone can turn our despair into joy and the darkness into light. When there appeared to be no more hope For the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, a light suddenly burst forth. The king of the universe, Jesus, didn't first go to a special land held in high regard. Instead, he singled out this place that had been humbled and suffered so much. The lands of Zebulun and Naphtali are also known in the New Testament as Galilee, Jesus spent much of his earthly ministry in Galilee. He performed his first miracle there, turning water into wine at a wedding. With his gracious presence, he brought wonderful joy and feasting. He performed incredible miracles. He preached the good news of the gospel. In doing all of this, he caused the land to be glorious. And most importantly, He came to free the people who had suffered so much with his sacrifice for sin. He came to save all people oppressed by their enemies and living with no hope, including you and me. Isaiah explains, For you have shattered the yoke that burdened them. You have broken the bar on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor, as you did in the day of Midian. Jesus didn't come to fight an earthly battle or bring temporary political change. Instead, he came to save souls. And he won a victory for us in the most unexpected way. He humbled himself and became a true man. As both true God and true man in one person, he resisted the devil, sin, and the allure of this world. He fought against the enemies that surround us each day. For every time we have failed, Jesus was perfect. He didn't lose. Once. However, the interesting thing is that there was a point when it it appeared that Jesus lost. He was nailed to a cross to die. It looks like a horrible situation with no way out. The hero who came to save us suffered horrible pain. It appeared to the whole world that Jesus was defeated, and he even died. But it was there, on the cross, in apparent defeat, that God accomplished salvation. The despair and defeat turned into joy and victory Jesus rose again as triumphant Savior over all our enemies. Only God can do that. He's stronger than all our enemies. With him, all things are possible. You see, Jesus turns our darkest moments into moments of hope and salvation. Just think about it. On the cross, an apparent defeat Jesus has paid the price for the sins of the whole world, including your sins. He has forgiven you for every single time you have failed in resisting your enemies. In dying, Jesus defeated the devil, who wanted to take us for his own. And Jesus defeated the world with all its temptations and pleasures. The victory that Jesus won is like the victory God gave his people in the days of the judges. Israel had been oppressed by the Midianites for seven years. But then the Lord gave Israel a hero named Gideon. In order to make it clear that God is the one who saves his people, God allowed Gideon to take only 300 men with him, to battle. With those men, God miraculously delivered his people from their enemies. With only 300 men, it would be tempting to give up in defeat. It appeared to be a hopeless situation. But in apparent defeat, God accomplishes salvation. Just as in the days of Midian, just as with the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, and just with Jesus on the cross. God wants us to know that salvation isn't about how hard we try. On our own, we have already lost the war. Instead, trust in Jesus. He is the one who delivers us from all our enemies. Rely upon him. He is holy and perfect is the warrior who fought and achieved the victory that we cannot. So what does that mean for us today? Jesus is still with his church, even and especially in the darkest of times. He is closest to us when we are weakest. And when there seems to be no hope, out of the darkness, His light shines through the word and sacraments. In his word, he comforts consciences that are battered and bruised by the enemy. When we feel bad about our sins and realize that we can't be perfect, Jesus reminds us that he is perfect. He exalts those who are humble and says, I lived the perfect life for you. I forgive you. I defeated your enemies on the cross. You are a baptized child of God. You are washed clean. In the Lord's Supper this morning, Jesus exalts us with his presence. Just as Jesus went first to Galilee, the land that was without hope, he also makes it a priority to come to you. He fills you with his gracious presence, and replaces your despair with joy, death with life, and defeat with his victory. Abide in him. He gives you the strength to resist your enemies, and when you fail, he forgives you. He reminds you that his perfection and his victory is yours through faith in him. So, Don't look to yourself for comfort. Instead, rely upon him. He gives you the strength. He forgives your sins. There are many times that may seem like a defeat, just as with the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali or Jesus on the cross. But God really knows what he's doing. And we see this with the church, too. God multiplied the believers in Zebulun and Naphtali, and today he does the same thing among us through the preaching of his word and the administration of the sacraments. That's his work, not ours. We don't grow the church. God does. He turns small remnants into great multitudes. That's why when the church is persecuted, she doesn't die off she grows. Mere humans can't stop God's kingdom. Satan cannot either. We even have Christ promise that the gates of hell cannot prevail against God's church. The light of Christ keeps shining. He fills the church with his light through his word and sacraments, and so there's never any reason to despair, Or to give up hope. Christ has won the war. Even in apparent defeat, God accomplishes salvation. That's how he works. Trust him. Through faith in Jesus, we also rejoice. As Christians, we have such wonderful blessings. We have the forgiveness of sins and eternal life We have a peace that's beyond anything this world can understand. In faith, we join the Apostle Paul, who said this while he was in chains. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. While being full or hungry, while having plenty or not enough, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Faith in Jesus replaces our despair with joy, and even our death with life. Unless Jesus comes first, we will die. But death for a Christian, even though it looks like defeat, is really the entrance to eternal life in heaven. Death has lost its sting. It is now just asleep. Church is where we leave our reason at the door and trust that God knows what he's doing, even if things seem to get worse before they get better. God is more powerful and stronger than us, and he works differently than us. In Gideon's time, he saved Israel with a small number of men. During his earthly ministry, Jesus exalted the land that suffered under her enemies. On the cross, Jesus' apparent defeat turned into salvation. The salvation he won, not only for the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, but also for you and me. In his sacrifice for sin, Jesus has turned darkness into light, despair into joy, death into life, humiliation into exaltation a small remnant, into a multitude. That's his work. He came to save the weak and to exalt sinners. And today, the Holy Spirit brings Jesus' forgiveness to you through the word and sacrament, despite how humble they appear. Trust in your Savior. And as he go about your week, remember that in Christ, No one can beat us. He fought and won. His perfection is yours. His apparent defeat is your eternal victory. Amen.